Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's dumbest podcast network. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Hello everyone, welcome to News Fighters. News Fighters is a comedic look at the week's news hosted by me, Dylan Bain. Coming up on this week's show, I talk to DJ, chef, podcaster and children's author... Andrew Levins about some weird social distancing DJ gigs he's had to do over the past year. And the weirdest rule was n- n- you weren't allowed to sing. Jeez. Could people hum, hum along? <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, like, like, at, at, a, at a low enough level, Dylan. Also stick around because joining me is interview guest AI Anthony Bourdain. Now, I know that I'm meant to be on uh, holidays this week, but one of my favourite things to do on holidays is uh, create all new episodes of News Fighters. So indulge me as I decide to take a look at Russia this week. Now, you know Russia. It's the country famous for poisoning its political opponents, systematic sports doping, corrupt billionaire oligarchs, murdering journalists, journalists, and worst of all, the 2002 hit All the Things She Said by Tattoo. Now, Russian President Vladimir Putin has been more or less in charge for 21 years now, and despite all the dead journalists and opposition leaders, he has managed to keep one tradition alive, and that's having an annual over-the-top TV call-in show called Direct Line with Vladimir Putin. The marathon phone-in session has become one of Vladimir Putin's annual showpieces, It's billed as a chance for the president to hear real people, real problems. Yes, and this year was no exception. Vladimir Putin again turned up to a gigantic TV studio, which kind of looks like a space shuttle command centre crossed with a call centre where there's dozens of masked... I assume volunteers on computers sorting through the hundreds of thousands of questions that everyday Russians have uh, sent in to ask their their dear leader, which uh, you'll hear throughout this podcast episode read by the finest English language interpreters that Russian threats and intimidation could buy. So on this year's direct line held at the end of June, uh, everyday Russians finally got their chance to confront Putin with hard-hitting questions like this. If all of your political opponents are dead, in prison, poison, 
Doesn't that send a message that you do not want a fair political fight? No, sorry. That was actually an American journalist at the Biden-Putin summit press conference in Switzerland in June. Here's some of the actual hard-hitting questions for Putin from Direct Line. Mr. President, what uh, is the secret of happiness? What are your dreams? What's your stance on diets? Uh, what kind of games did you like to play uh when you were young, who irons your shirts uh, and prepares your clothes? Whoa, not sure how he's ever going to recover from that grilling. I mean, as, as Putin himself says... Accountability is key. Yes, and as Putin also says about the Direct Line show... The most relevant issues are being selected. Yes, only the most relevant issues. I mean, it's it's 2021. It's not like the old Soviet days. Surely people aren't going to be phoning in with boring questions about potato prices. Another question is about potatoes. How did this price even happen? Oh, and boy, oh boy, do not get Putin started on potatoes. Yes, potatoes, carrots, something we use to cook borscht. Last year, we didn't have enough food products produced locally. We had potatoes, well, 12.5 million tons. And hopefully we will have enough potatoes to cover all the needs. And by the way, in terms of wheat, we now are trying to hold the prices on bread. Well, look, say what you will about the Australian political leadership at the moment. At least Scott Morrison hasn't also botched the potato and bread rollout on top of the vaccine rollout. Let's not put Greg Hunt in charge of the wheat harvest, or we could be in real trouble come hot cross bun time. And speaking of COVID vaccines, these were also a hot topic during the uh, call-in show. <laughs> See if you can guess why that might be. Russia recorded a record 669 COVID-19 deaths in the last day. Infection levels in the Russian capital are on par with last winter. Authorities blaming the Delta variant, but with only 14% of Russians fully vaccinated, vaccine scepticism is playing a role too. Yes, hard to believe there's vaccine hesitancy in a country where this happens. Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny has been investigating his poisoning with a nerve agent. He's revealed he phoned the Russian spies suspected of trying to kill him to try to get them to confess. And one of them told him the poison was in his underwear. <laughs> well, imagine underpants. And in what place? The insides. The groin. Yes, of course, in a country where people are literally afraid to put on their pants in the morning, they're also going to be scared to be injected with a vaccine that's made by the government that was miraculously approved before any of the world's other COVID vaccines and is named after Sputnik, the 1950s spacecrafts which crashed back to Earth and also exploded, killing the dog that was on board. It's a bit like if the Brits had named their vaccine Grenfell or Mad Cow Disease instead of AstraZeneca. It's, it's maybe not the association you want with a life-saving vaccine. And also in Russia, many are finding that they can't get vaccinated because you're ineligible if you've had COVID in the last six months. Uh, and that seems to be a lot of people, including one of the co-hosts of Direct Line herself. And I do recommend to take a shot. And did you? No, I was just infected and it's too early for me. Jesus, COVID is so widespread in Russia. She talks about it the same way we talk about coffee. COVID? No, I just had one. Thanks. Anyways, to get rid of some of this vaccine hesitancy, Putin finally declared on the broadcast that he has had the Russian Sputnik vaccine. I need to be protected for as long as possible. So my decision was to get a Sputnik V jab. Yes, Putin got vaccinated. So let's have a look at the footage of that. As for the video, well, I don't think it's that important to record it all and then broadcast it nationwide. Not important? 
But how do you expect people to have confidence in the locally manufactured vaccine if there isn't footage of you jumping the queue to get vaccinated with the expensive imported one? You know, like Scott Morrison did with Pfizer back in February. The first Pfizer jabs were dispensed to a handful of the most vulnerable, those on the front line, and to inspire confidence, Australia's chief nurse and prime minister. What we're demonstrating today is our confidence. I am supremely confident. Yes, not confident enough to get the AstraZeneca one, though, it seems. So Putin said it wasn't filmed because uh, maybe it was going to get injected into his ass. I think. And if that would be not my shadow, but some other part of the body, would that mean I will have to shoot just as well? No. Yes, Putin, the action man president, of course, has been filmed fishing, hunting and horseback riding without a shirt on. But now he's too shy to show you his shoulder on camera. Anyways, this whole sham of a call-in show goes for almost four hours. Can you believe that? There's not even any cooking challenges or celebrities in masks singing. And of course, being Russia, you know, nobody's ever voted off. Anyways, I noticed there was definitely a pattern to all the questions and the people selected and how they were dealt with through the whole thing. It kind of went like this. First of all, uh, disenchanted Russians from across the country would ring in with uh, local grievances about everything from price gouging to underpayment of wages to unpaid benefits to environmental degradation. Uh, Here's a quick cross-section of people's complaints to give you an idea of what kind of a failed state Russia appears to be right now. Salaries uh, of firemen should be at least as high as the minimum wage. Please, uh, it has not been implemented correctly. Could you please deliver uh, vaccines uh, to the Donetsk and Lukansk republics? So many houses are dilapidated and as for the roads, well, you know how the situation is all over the country. The depth of uh, potholes sometimes reaches meters. Uh, for example, in our municipality, there are two chemical lakes. The sewage system is in terrible state. And uh, we have so many problems. We would like your help. Yes, help us, Vladimir, they say. We've approached all the corrupt local officials and they just ignore us. When we try to contact the authorities, they tell us that everything is in order, everything is fine. We have approached all kinds of authorities and everywhere we got the same answer. I contacted the the governor and all the relevant officers and no one can tell me. And then Vlad says two things. First, I can't believe this is happening. This should not happen. The numbers that you spoke about are just baffling. It is illegal to deny him these benefits. And I believe this was not the right decision to make. Then Putin says, well, leave it with me. I'm going to reach out to the local authorities. Make sure this gets looked at. Now, we'll talk to the regional authorities. And I assure you, I'm going to talk to the head of the republic about that. And I will talk to the governor of the region. That's something your governor should be in charge of. And I will make sure that he will be in charge of this problem. There is no such problem. It's just gone away. And who knows if any of these problems even get fixed. There's no Putin's direct line revisited episode where they catch up with the original contestants to see if their back wages got paid or their acid lakes were cleaned up. For me, this grab kind of summed up the whole show. We have over 2,200,000 questions and a lot of them concern the waste disposal. Yes, waste disposal, which is also where I wish I could put this TV show after wasting four hours of my life watching it. But 
being a live TV event, things didn't go entirely as Putin planned, as someone ringing up did go off script to ask a question about uh, some unpaid benefits, and (laughs) boy, oh boy, did they get a good shouting at from one of the hosts. I was eligible for some benefits, but then I was stripped of this status. Sorry, but you sent in uh, a question about rehab after coronavirus. Yes, both. Yes, if I was that guy, I would be checking my underpants very carefully for the next 20 years. Anyways, at the end of the almost four-hour whinge fest where nothing got fixed and uh, many annoyed fingers were waved, it was all declared a massive success. Okay, just a couple of uh, words about how much our volunteers have accomplished during uh, this direct Q&A session. They helped with uh, deliveries of medical equipment. Uh, They helped with sawing down the tree that was dangerous for local residents and so on and so forth. So as we see, this is what happens every year uh, when people start reporting the problems uh, they have. Everything starts going into motion and officials are taking action. Yeah, guys, don't you know? This is exactly how a representative and accountable modern democracy is supposed to work. Everything is in a perpetual state of inertia, plagued by corruption and on the brink of collapse until, thanks to you calling into a bombastic, over-the-top annual TV show, you finally get your tree cut down and some medicine delivered. And so with direct line over for another year, Russia is perfect once again. But with Putin recently abolishing his own term limits, on top of outlawing the main political opposition, well, you know it's going to be a while before the people of Russia get to do any political... Waste disposal. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Okay, so to film news now, and it seems that being dead no longer stops you from doing voiceover work. Anthony Bourdain helps tell his own story in his own words in the new documentary, Roadrunner. But the director of the documentary, Morgan Neville, revealed it's not all Bourdain's voice. Instead, he used artificial intelligence software to replicate Bourdain's voice on a few quotes in the film. Yes, controversially, Anthony Bourdain is back from the dead in AI form, and here on News Fighters, we have no ethical issues with any of this whatsoever. So we've lined up an exclusive interview with AI Anthony Bourdain right here, right now. Anthony, welcome to News Fighters. Fuck you, man. Uh... Okay, so so what's your opinion on uh, documentary makers using AI to make dead people say things that they've never said? It's a really stupid idea. And what would you like to say to the director who did this to you? Fuck you, man. Uh, and what would you like to do to him? Bang, 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 bang with a two by four. Okay, and uh, finally, what do you think of this segment? Really stupid. Okay, well, we'll have to leave it there. Thanks for coming on News Fighters AI. Anthony Bourdain. Fuck you, man. All right, we're moving on to another chef interview. Uh, Before the current Sydney lockdown, I interviewed local chef, podcaster, DJ, children's author, and all-around Sydney legend, Andrew Levins, about his career and what it was like DJing in the pandemic year that was 2020. So, yes, apologies if this interview uh, sounds a little bit out of date, but uh, we definitely thought uh, COVID was in the rearview mirror at the time. Anyways, here it is. Thanks again, Andrew Levins. Okay, joining me now on News Fighters is Andrew Levins, also known as Levins. He is a man of many skills and talents. He's, I'd say, one of Sydney's best DJs. He's got so many podcasts on Sans Pants I can barely keep up. And he's a, he's a well-known children's author. What have I missed out, Levins? What, what else do you do? How do you, how do you describe yourself at, at parties if people ask what you do for a living? I'm really bad at it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, DJ, I guess. But when, I mean, I, I, I get like yeah, a lot of interviews and things like that where people will be like, oh, he's a really good DJ. Um, and more often than not, they're bullshitting. But you have... Um, you, I've known you for like two decades, I think, at least. Probably, yeah. I rem- first time I met you, I think, was like This Is Not Art up in Newcastle, like 2002 yeah, cool. or 2003 or something. I was DJing up there at the time. Is that where are you from Newcastle? Why are you in Sydney originally? No, they, they, they got me to book, um, book acts there. Um, around maybe, maybe I think it was just up when, when we were there. I think we were both DJing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, so I guess now whatever. I, I guess you could say food critic. You could say ex chef. Oh yes. Um, did you say dad? Dad's a pretty big one. Dad's the biggest job of all. Dad um, influencer. Yeah, that's right. You used to run the the uh, kitchen at uh, Good God, didn't you? Yeah, n- nightclub in Sydney. Yeah, called the Dip. Amazing. Um, every time I'm reminded of things from the restaurant, I'm I'm reminded of how happy I am that I don't have a restaurant anymore. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of stress. Um, and yeah. talk us through all your podcasts. I think the one I know the most is Hey Fam with uh, Angus Truscott. How do you do, uh, name all your podcasts. How do you have time for them all? Um, so I've literally just finished recording all the small games, which is my indie games podcast that I um, record with one of my oldest friends, John Valenzuela. Um, that's a, you know, it's, it's all my podcasts are like, yeah, maybe you'll learn something, but more often than not, it's just about how my, my fun friendships, I guess. Like, you That's know, right. and, and that we, and the things we enjoy as friends. Um, but yeah, so all the small games is video games, like independent video games. Uh, and that comes out every Monday ish. And then, Hey fam, I record with Angus, um, which is every Wednesday ish, um, which is kind of pop culture, but more often than not just us talking about like McDonald's and bad sequels. Um, and then, uh, we do pay fam as well, which is our Patreon exclusive, but it's like a whole other hour of, of podcasts. So, Hey fam is two hours of my week every week. Uh, and then on like 
a semi-monthly rotation is Serious Issues, which used to be a weekly comic book podcast, but um, we both had kids and the idea of reading, keeping up with weekly comics is just very daunting. Um, and then I have a food podcast called The Mitchin, but that is not, that's been on hiatus for a year now. And of course, I know you mostly from uh, DJ. Now, the reason I wanted to talk to you is there's this great article I interviewed you in Junkie uh, about your year of being a DJ during a pandemic when there was no dance floors. Everyone thinks Sydney was kind of back to normal with COVID, but we had a whole year without without nightclubs and dancing, didn't we? How did you... Yeah. Um, and you're pretty much a full-time DJ, uh, which is um, quite an amazing accomplishment uh, given the lockout laws and everything. Um, but yeah, how did you get through the year without any without any DJ gigs? I know I know weddings are usually... that's I made a bit of cash doing weddings. It's always a good earner. There weren't even those really, were there? Yeah, no, I, I think I played um, from March to December. I would have played one wedding um, throughout all of last year. Uh, I had I had pretty much like maybe four months of gigs booked um, in, and and they all just went went goodbye um, in March uh, at the start of lockdown. I had to just I, I had to just kind of accept that all all that revenue was was not going to exist. Like so the big thing was like yeah there there was gigs there were gigs um, last year like towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year, but it was mostly bar work, um, which means like. You, it's not as not as not as well paid for for a DJ, which is understandable because you you have less of a role to play. You're there to provide a vibe as opposed yeah, to yeah. as opposed to like. No, I've done a few years. I've floor. done a few years of that, and it, you just feel like you're playing background music for people having dinner. But hey, I don't yeah. mind it. <laughs> no, totally, and, I, and, I, and I'm not going to complain about it because it was very generous. And you know, in 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 days of today where we have like you know these very intuitive Spotify and, and Apple Music playlists that restaurants could just put on, yeah. tailor made for them. That's you know you're never going to hear the same song twice. It'll you know provide the mood you want. Um, I'm very grateful to be get get, get you know, I was very grateful to get continued work, um, you know, essentially playing a, a soundtrack for people to talk over. When you say that there's no dance floor, it meant that like people had to sit down yes. on on their chair. They could only get up to get a drink. They were not allowed to mingle oh. with tables next to them. Um, and the weirdest rule was that you weren't allowed to sing. So Jeez. you could talk, but you couldn't wow. sing along to could people your, hum, um, hum along. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, like, like, at, at, a, at a low enough level, Dylan. Yeah, um, but Man, it, so- it the- sounds awful. But didn't um, Anastasia Palaszczuk say like, "Oh, nightclubs are open, and everyone has to sit down. They can still enjoy the music." It's like. It doesn't quite work. Like- <laughs> That's yeah, not what DJs I, want. It doesn't quite work like that. It definitely like I, I I didn't feel like I was serving a purpose for a while, but I wasn't going to complain about it because I needed the money. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I, I would. There were a few nights where I was like, you know what, I'm going to really make these people's nights. Like they they clearly want a good fun party night, and so I would I would play you know fun party songs from from you know from yesteryear to remind them of days that once were <laughs> wonderful, and I. Uh, would play sing-along songs and people would like actually start singing along and like doing dancing while sitting down with their hands in, in the air and, you know, waving from side to side. It was like corny, but it's fun, you know? Yeah, right. And uh, I, I filmed it on my, on my, on my, on my phone. Cause I was like, Oh wow. Like, you know, you can have fun in the clubs now, even with these rules. And then, Everyone at that table got kicked out. Oh my god! The COVID marshal came around and was yeah, like, "Yeah, exactly." For, for no singing, waving your arms around. around. Exactly. You know, so it really was like just such a strange time where, you, like, you your job as a DJ was to not you had to not let people have fun, which is just the opposite of what I'm used to. 
Yeah, it was hard. It was hard. I had a gig like that once where I was like, uh, no, no, no one's allowed. It was pre-COVID, but it's like, no dancing. No one's allowed to dance. And these people were so drunk, they were just dancing to whatever I was playing. So I was like trying to play obscure shit to stop them dancing. And yeah. eventually they all play got ambient kicked out and tones. I was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was pretty funny. And then what What else uh, during the past pandemic year? A lot of, DJ, uh, a lot of DJs got into t- uh, Twitch streaming. I understand you took a different tact. Yeah, so I have um, a Patreon, so uh, like Patreon accounts for all of my podcasts. So if you want bonus content, you sign up to the Patreon. It's you know five bucks a month or whatever, and you get you know with Hey Fam, for example, you get an extra episode every single week. With some of my other ones, it's you know one a, one a month. Um, so I thought, why not try and do this for DJing? So I started a mixtape service, um, which means if you sign up for five dollars a month, you get what started out as one mixtape a month, um, and now became uh, it's like two two mixtapes a month plus a podcast every now and then. Yeah, so it's basically me doing like really indulging myself in like the extreme music nerdery that I'm capable of and um, getting obsessed with an artist or a producer or a genre yeah. and making like a one to one and a half hour long mix of, you know, like properly mixed music. And so I've done like a Kanye samples mix and MF Doom samples mix when MF Doom died. Um, and then I did like, you know, very ambitious ones like uh, 1990s dance songs in 90 minutes. Right. So um, you'd have to change the song every 60 seconds. <laughs> yes. And so it's like oh I, I, I've, I've put it on at, at my gym before. Like <laughs> we, I do classes there and they put it on the stereo there and it was perfect. Oh, was, like, right. The most yep, yep. Incredible Amazing. upbeat. Like, you know, the song changes every every exercise, basically. Um, but. Yeah, I put I put a lot of effort into these mixes, and so there'd be about like two hundred people that have signed up for that Patreon, and it kind of yeah one it provided me with something to do when there were no gigs, but um it's like they're also I mean now I have like this like I have twenty seven or tomorrow I'm putting another one up so it'll be twenty eight twenty eight new mixes um that I've made in just over a year. I mean my previous record of mixtapes in one year was I think ten. Um, so this is a, a huge step up and it, it is a lot of work, but it's, it's great putting a mix out and immediately getting feedback from everyone who subscribes. Um, they, and some of them love the corny stuff. Some of them love the hip hop stuff. Some of them love the very, uh, and it's all different genres. Cause you've got a dad rock one, right? <laughs> like yeah, I've, got, mate, mate, I've got four dad rocks one, <laughs> dad rock ones. And if you're aware of the, the upcoming calendar events, you know, that mother's day is just around the corner. Oh, yes, it's high time. Yes. I made a mum rock mix. Amazing. Amazing. I'll definitely, yeah, the, the 90s, 90s songs sounds perfect for next time I go to the gym, but that'll be, that'll be a good two or three. I don't do 90 minutes straight at the gym. That'll be a good two or three. <laughs> Come <laughs> on. Got something to work towards. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then what, what's the future hold? Uh, I know I was looking back on uh, doing my taxes and, and before the lockout laws, I was even a mediocre DJ like myself was making a pretty good living being a DJ in Sydney. And then I feel like the lockout laws kind of decimated. Now they've kind of technically got rid of the lockout laws. Venues still close at 3.30, I think, which is not quite as late as, as they used to be. As oh, I'm a dad be. now. I, I am grateful for the, That's them true. closing a little bit earlier than they used to. But yeah, I mean, the main thing is that you you can leave a venue at 1.30 and get into another venue after that time. That, that was the main the main point, the main the main law of the lockout laws was, yeah, like you couldn't get into a new venue post 1.30, which yep, was just yep. so shit for venues and, and parties in general because you know once you hit 1.30, that's as busy as your party's going to be. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and if you're doing like a techno party or whatever, like those things don't kick off until two, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, DJing is obviously still a big part of, of my life. Um, but outside of DJing, um, I started writing kids books. Um, my first one came out last year. It's called Nelson, um, Pumpkins and Aliens. Um, and then at the start of this year, um, my second book in the Nelson series, Nelson Broccoli and Spies came out. And I have a third book coming out, Nelson 
Eggplants and Dinosaurs, and that's coming out in August. They're all published by Penguin Books. Uh, awesome, and uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, DJing around Sydney and um, on all your amazing Sandspants podcasts as well. Thank you and so much, man. Andrew Levins, thanks for coming on News Fighters. Thanks Cheers. for having me. This sounded Cheers. like you just said News Fighters. Has anyone brought that up before? News Fighters. Uh, uh, have I got have I got a South African accent after watching News Fighters? Teacher, a little bit. News- yeah, must be. Welcome to News Fighters. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, everyone. That's News Fighters for today. News Fighters is written, produced, and edited by me, Dylan Bain, for Sans Pants Radio. Making news comedy is what I do. Maybe I can do it for you. If you want to support the show and hear monthly bonus episodes, uh, pay to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Or you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. Also sign up for our free newsletter if you want to hear when new episodes are released at newsfighters.com. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Das Vadenya and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Oh, fuck you, man. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.